You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings beautiful people. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the African Father in America podcast. I am so excited to be here with you especially because I have a really really special guest. Uh I have an incredible uh sister and uh friend and uh you know and someone that I consider an innovator, someone who is uh breaking a lot of barriers and uh literally moving mountains uh currently when it comes to innovation uh and I'm speaking about uh you know Melissa Parkins who is uh you know the force behind you think indigo and uh you know you think indigo is a think tank that is actually helping a lot of organizations helping leaders and uh transforming the world from here in the US to Asia to uh Nigeria to many many parts of Africa hopefully Kenya is coming soon to your list Melissa how are you doing today <laughs> I'm excited. They're my favorite Kenya. <laughs> I am determined to make sure that we are in Kenya for sure, for sure. It is an honor to be here, Simon. Yeah, wonderful. Yes, it's it's definitely uh an an you know, an honor to have you on the show as well. And uh I want to welcome everyone who is joining us uh on Clubhouse and I also see people joining us on YouTube. Please make sure you share the link to this uh conversation the link to this video share it with your community the link to this clubhouse uh room make sure you share it with your community as well some of you who are joining us for the first time are probably wondering why are these people doing this video right now and we are here because we love african proverbs and we love uplifting uh you know our ancestors you know every day we gather here and we share african proverbs in order to uh just remind ourselves of who we are where we came from and also where we are going you know also where we are going we discover that through discussing these beautiful african proverbs consistently so um today we have an amazing proverb from sudan i actually want to add it to the top of the room on clubhouse uh Many of you on Clubhouse you know Melissa. If you don't know Melissa, you should come and see her face. She's with me live on YouTube right now. Uh and uh, I'm adding the link right at the top of the room so that you can all uh join us there. Uh and then I'll share the proverb and then I'll share the three nuggets of wisdom for today's session and then we want to hear what uh you know melissa has to say about this proverb um and then we will learn a story about uh, melissa especially a childhood story that inspires her as a leader you know something that keeps melissa you know moving you know whenever you go to the platforms where melissa is talking about you think indigo and some of the initiatives that they are doing you will really feel the passion so uh i want to first of all share with you that our proverb is from Sudan you know Sudan is an incredible country uh and uh, you know i haven't been Sudan to Sudan i've been to south sudan i've been to the border of south and north sudan and north sudan and uh, this proverb is really uh, widespread you can hear it in many parts of uh, the motherland it says that if nakedness promises promises you a piece of cloth uh ask him his name if nakedness promises you a piece of cloth ask him his name that's going to be our proverb for today and i just quickly want to share with you the three nuggets of wisdom uh that were inspired uh by this proverb before i do that i just want to welcome kiran kiran nice to see you uh and i see my brother rushi brother art and cabs and i also see roger thank you so much for joining us all the way from singapore roger thank you uh and now to our first uh, nugget of wisdom uh it says that people are not always 
what they seem, you know. Don't be quick to trust someone based on appearances alone. I want you to note that. Number two, judge people based on their actions and not their words, you know. Uh, it's so easy for people to say things on social media, but then do they really follow through? Uh, and then number three, always be cautious when making deals with strangers. <laughs> Yeah, always because she has been making deals with strangers. Because even if you go to my latest Instagram uh, post about this proverb, you will find someone saying there how they earned 76,000 pounds. And then they tag another account that they earned that, uh, you know, money from. So I was just joking with this stranger and saying, you know, why are you announcing such amount of money publicly? You know, you should be enjoying it somewhere else, you know. <laughs> so it's it's just, we are just living in a world where it's really, really important for you to pay attention to, you know, how you deal with strangers, to pay attention to what you see and um, how you respond to it. But importantly, uh, to listen to what this proverb has to say, you know. So uh, I want to bring on uh, my wonderful guest, Melissa Parkins. And for those who are meet, meeting Melissa for the first time, I'm telling you she's just an incredible human being. Uh, I met with her before she started You Think Indigo. She was running a different educational platform and uh, she's always transforming uh, children's lives here in the US. And I'm just so grateful that you've extended the work that you do uh, to the rest of the world, especially Africa. Uh, and I was really, really proud to see that almost 90% uh, of your team is Nigeria. <laughs> I want to see I want to see a Sudanese there. I want to see Kenyans there. <laughs> Talk to us, Melissa. Share with us what this proverb means to you. If nakedness promises you a piece of cloth, ask him his name. What does it mean to you? It means that expect those who want to give you something to show you the way to show you by example, you know. In our community, we call that a way shower. Be a way shower, you know, because, you know, how can you really offer people something that you're not really applying to yourself? And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful proverb and a beautiful reminder um, for me personally to be the principles that I wanna share with the world, you know. Make sure that you verify that the person who's trying to give you something that they actually have have used it themselves, you know. And so I love the proverb. I love all the proverbs that come from the motherland. It's just proof of the high intelligence that has always been there. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, be be the way sure, you know. Uh don't don't uh don't Talk about things that you can't do, you know. Uh, try to learn how to do something before you start talking about it. I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, just continuing on with our conversation, if you're joining us for the first time, this is the African Father in America podcast, and we are live streaming on YouTube. Uh, and I would love for you to subscribe if you haven't. Uh, and also give this video a thumbs up. You know, it's really, really important for YouTube algorithm, uh, the thumbs up and all those, uh, you know, actions that you can take on YouTube are really, really, really appreciated. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the time, if you've been watching this show for a while, uh, you hear me talking about one of the stories that inspire me as a leader. Uh, and one of the things that helped me discover who I am as really a human being is uh, when I was around eight years old, my mother gave me a bicycle and, uh, you know, gave me an opportunity to distribute milk and bread in our neighborhood. And since then, I've always learned um, how to live with other people, how to be an entrepreneur, how to earn a, an honest living uh, in any community I go to because there is always an opportunity to serve but also to get paid to serve. And so uh, I want you, Melissa, share with us your own story. Uh, you know, maybe a story from when you are 8 to 12. It doesn't really matter. But something that whenever you remember, you feel like getting out of bed and going to, 
you know, going after the amazing work that you do? Well, you know, in the book that I uh, launched August 1st called The Indigo Approach, I open with a vignette from my childhood. So this is such an appropriate question. And I talk about myself, my five-year-old self, and her name is Bubbly Brown. And I remember having a vivid imagination when I was five years old. And I was given the freedom to explore my mind and explore what I do. I watched my parents. They were my way showers. <laughs> you know, I observed them. They were my first teachers. And I watched my mom and I watched my teachers too. And I wanted to imitate them because they made me feel good. And I think children reveal, you know, who their way showers are because they start to imitate them. Because we don't typically do things we don't feel good about, you know, on, for, for play. And I call the um, segment Elevated Play. And so I would play a model and you can see the seedlings of who I would become because one of my favorite things to play was school teacher. And I would line up my stuffed animals and I, would, I got in trouble one time for turning my closet into a chalkboard. That wasn't clever. But aside from that, <laughs> you know, it was fun for me to do that. And I think, you know, I use that story to inform where I am today. I channel that amazing five-year-old now in terms of elevating how I play. You know, I play with my company. I play with the ideas. When you talk about innovation, my innovation comes from that creative force within me that I started cultivating when I was a little girl. <laughs> I could just continue listening, you know. I didn't know you were done. <laughs> yeah, innovation. Uh, I was reading a tweet earlier today uh, from this gentleman that tweets a lot about startups, you know, and he was speaking about how a lot of uh, startups get a lot of money put into them. And uh, it's a demonstration of how our world today loves to throw money at problems, you know. For example, uh, a bigger problem that we are all facing in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. And the Ukrainian president is asking the rest of the world, send us money and weapons, you know. <laughs> so a lot of money is being thrown at that problem. So uh, at the very beginning, you know, it was all about money and, uh, and weapons. But there was no, uh, you know, invite all the elders from Russia and Ukraine who are not politicians so that we can talk and figure out what's going on, you know. <laughs> I think that would be an interesting approach. But back to our conversation here. Um, I want you to speak to what you do with uh, You Think Indigo. You know, I feel that this is a really cutting-edge approach to consulting and to this concept of, you know, having a think tank. So I want you to just take us back to, uh, you know, the educational platform that you used to run uh, yes. and then bring us to where you are and also where you're trying to go. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, I would say my beginnings began with an amazing company called Blue Star Virtual Learning. That was what gave birth to You Think Indigo. And it was inspired by one of my best friends and her need as a homeschool mom to have a customized learning program that suited her going back to work. And we have thousands of homeschool parents around um, not only this country, but around the globe who are taking the learning experience of their children and their family in their own hands. And so I cultivated a program that really helped empower parents, support them. We weren't a school. Um, and we weren't tutors. We literally were a support system. And so for a lot of families, they want to do great things with their children, but they're very stressed and they don't feel that their kids are really allowed to be themselves and to really tap into their, you know, innate intelligence. And so I was able to create an amazing program globally to help parents to do that. Well, in the midst of, of starting this company, we decided to, you know, try to really pursue 
um, be getting uh, you know some federal recognition for what we do you know officially and in that process it was just discovered that our name was very similar to other businesses and we didn't want to cause any confusion or disharmony or issues and so we just took the cue that it was time to innovate and really work on our name and that provided a unique opportunity for me. So we, of course, met on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is an amazing platform. And I have been doing some rooms talking about what it is to be young, gifted, and Black. And particularly about being an indigo, which is the type of learner that I am. I'm a highly intuitive learner who's able to process information quite quickly. And so I'm a particular type of learner that you don't typically hear about a lot in the African-American community or even African community. But I think there's many of us there. I think many of us have intuitive gifts. Um, and it's not always understood. So people want to kind of put you in boxes and they want to say, oh, you're psychic or you're doing this or you're violating religious principles or different. There's a lot of confusion and fear around the unknown sometimes in our communities. And fortunately for me, my mother had the wherewithal to have me tested at Duke University. Um, you know, they had a research center for children who were just exceptional learners and just learned differently. And so I was studied for a little bit. And, it, and my results came back, I think, a bit inconclusive because they weren't really focusing on my particular type of gifting or ability. But at least it gave me a sense to know that I was special. Um, now, my parents, you know, they had two other children. <laughs> and um, and, and their, their focus was keeping us well-fed and well-loved and, you know, um, supported as best that they could. But... You know, they never really pursued really trying to understand who I was and how I learned. And I did what most children do who learn differently. You just adapt and you learn how to survive school, you know, and I did. I thrived. I was very successful in school. I was a above average student and I graduated with a lot of the first this and the first that I was the first African-American in the National Honor Society for my school. I was I was a minority, of course, but, you know, I had a lot of first. Um, but I still wasn't cultivated. I still learned differently. And how I specifically learn, Simon, is that I have an innate ability to, I'm very sensitive to energy. Um, when I'm around a person or situation, I see the energy of it. And I immediately neurologically process it into a grid. And I crunch probability. And so it's kind of, I always say it's more akin to like, if you ever saw the old movie Rain Man with, um, with Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman. And he had a brother who had autism and he could crunch numbers and probability. They went to the casino and wiped it out pretty much. I would say that is more aligned to kind of what I'm able to do, except mine is much more driven by, you know, being around people's energy. And it's taken me some time to understand my ability and my gifting and to, um, not allow other people to tell me what it is and put me into boxes. Um, and it can be something that can be a bit unnerving to some people because I can perceive things and um, discern things and put things together a little quickly about a situation or even them that can throw them off. Like, how would I know that? Um, but I've had to learn and thank goodness for the Indigo approach that I wrote this summer because that book first helped me. And that's why your proverb is so befitting, because before I could really go out and tell the world about the Indigo approach, I had to use it on myself. I had to really apply it to my own life. And the first thing that the Indigo approach did for me was liberated me. It helped me to feel empowered as an intellectual, as an intelligent being. It had me stop comparing myself to other people. It taught me that there is no competition, that I'm just really here to learn and explore and uncover Melissa. And it also um, helped me to really meet some of the most incredible people I've ever met in the world, which is my team. I quickly, because people started reading the book, they wanted to join the movement. And we are, we have a mantle of 1.4 billion people to reach by 2025 throughout the planet with this philosophy because it's a liberating philosophy. I also received an inner nudge to make membership in my community complimentary so that nobody on the planet will not be encouraged to be their most highest intellectual self, particularly children. 
we serve everyone. <laughs> um, so it doesn't matter what age you are, we serve you in this community. We serve individuals, we serve families, and we especially serve organizations, um, you know, like yourself, to help you all really tap into your innate higher intelligence. So many people base their intelligence on an IQ test or grades in schools or what a university tells you your GPA is. And we are here to liberate people from that modality. We're not here to debunk it or say that it's wrong, but we're here to offer another view, another approach, another way to come at intellectual um, discoveries within yourself. And what's also a nice little bonus is we're melanated. We are um, African-American founded. We are a company that says that we want to make sure we have a presence in, in different countries in Africa. And we put our um, words into action by actually opening our first international virtual office after rebrand in Lagos, Nigeria. And that is just the beginning. And this is very strategic on my part as an owner because I feel the world a lot of times comes at melanated people as if we're not intelligent, as if we have to go through Eurocentric mindsets to confirm who we are. And so I'm very, very delighted as a global think tank to shift this mindset and to help people to appreciate African proverbs, for example, to appreciate that since antiquity, people who look like us have always been leaders in intellectual discoveries. And in fact, many people from what is considered today, Europe would come and study at the feet of African griots and scholars and take it back to their respective countries. So I'm here to remind people that we have always been, people who look like me, have always been a part of the higher level philosophical conversations. And I am and do proudly proclaim myself as a philosopher. So if you know who Socrates is, Socrates is Aristotle is, you now know who Melissa Perkins is. I love that. Ah, Melissa, I should interview you more. I feel like we should have more conversations. <laughs> You're such a yeah. well-spoken, uh, you know, um, leader and, uh, and your accomplishments and also the way you, 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 uh, you are humble as you share the work that you do, which is really, really cutting edge, is, is incredible. So I just uh, want you to know that you are honored and valued and deeply appreciated, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, we, I see that we have a lot of friends joining us here on YouTube. Uh, you are all deeply, deeply appreciated. I would love for you to make sure you subscribe to the channel. And if you're enjoying this conversation, please give this video a thumbs up and also leave us a comment. You know, let us know where in the world you're joining us from. We would really, really appreciate that. And also, if you are with us on Clubhouse, uh, you know, thank you. You know, Clubhouse is the platform that Melissa and I connected through. And Melissa, I want you to speak about your team. You have an incredible team at You Think Indigo. And I just want you to take a minute, speak about how you are able to mobilize your team through Clubhouse. Absolutely, I do. They are more than my team. They are my family. Um, going through the process of discovering, and not discovering, but reclaiming my gifting, my ability, my ability to probability grid, um, was really jolting for me. You know, I actually had a little insecurity about it. I was like, how will the world perceive me? And we, when I brought forth the Indigo approach, we had to restructure this entire company. So um, what we were doing, the beautiful work we did in Blue Star Virtual Learning kind of was retired, so to speak, and we had to start anew. And so we literally had to rebuild the company from the ground up. And um, I had this amazing experience where a woman named Sheila knew came into one of my rooms on Clubhouse. I started this room, this club called Indigo Thinkers International. <clears throat> and during the, um, the the tenure of this club or the early tenure of this club, um, I would have rooms just revealing what the Indigo approach was. And at the time it was actually in a Google Doc. It wasn't even an ebook form. <laughs> and so I was just pulling excerpts from it and putting it on the web and just sharing it in rooms. And Sheila New came by and, and watched and immediately resonated with it and became our first investor in our company. She just came in and she brought 
not only her coin, but she brought her soul. She brought her mind. She brought her talent. She brought her, her commitment. She gave a commitment. And that just sparked a wave of incoming people to come and support. And these are people that I call them very foundational to our organization. <clears throat> Excuse me, I must say, this is not the first time I've had this experience. Um, we've had this type of phenomenon happen ever since I started the company. So there were people before, um, you know, Sheila. Um, I specifically want to note Christelle Brewer, who um, came in and helped me lead Blue Star Virtual Learning, an absolutely incredible woman um, who helped me to run that company. Just, just phenomenal. And she remains on our advisory council um, with You Think Indigo. But um, Sheila New came in when we revamped and restarted everything. And she became not only our first investor, but our president of the company. She's hands-on. And then we eventually brought on, we also retained, I should also mention, Jada GD. She was our CEO at Blue Star Virtual Learning. She came over and remained our CEO, remains our CEO at You Think Indigo. And Jade was there from the very beginning when I started Blue Star. I started in her home. And she personally has um, given not only of herself, but of her resources to make sure that we are afloat and that we are able to accomplish some big feats. And so she kept, stayed here. And she is the reason we have an ebook. She designed it and helped us to put this philosophy into form. Um, we then got um, the incredible Gozi Asawan of Lagos, Nigeria. He came in first as the director of operations, and then he came in as our president. And then he's helping us to build a great team um, there in Lagos that we hope will be a way shower for all the other countries like Kenya. We will definitely have Kenya um, in other countries, Ghana. We would love to have Ghana as well. And um, no, no competition over jollof rice, though. That's the only thing I ask. We're not competing over who has the best jollof rice. Um, everybody's jollof rice will be eaten by me and enjoyed and savored. But, um, but all that to say, um, the, the team has just been amazing. We have Wanda Rose, who's our COO, who came in from Win Strategic and just has been phenomenal. Um, it's just been absolutely mind-blowing. My right hand, left hand feet is this beautiful soul named Isetta Sante. She's our executive director and she's like our puppet master. So she helped coordinate and make sure that I was here today on time. So she is, you know, really kind of my, my spinoff brainchild um, for the company. She's absolutely incredible. And all of my entire executive team from um, Daphne Phillip to Michelle Woolfolk, um, to Will Baptiste, who's, who's our um, chief of global outreach. I just can't name enough. We have several who are coming in to support what we do. Um, the portrait behind me inspired our logo. And um, the mother of the artist is actually um, our um, head or our director rather of home-based learning, that's Tyra Hunter. And then we have Lucretia. Um, Lucretia is actually helping us with school-based um, operations as well. So we just have a beautiful team that's that's developing and that's forming. And um, I can't say enough about them, Simon. As you can see, I just I love them, yeah. and they're and they're sowing in their time, in their energy, and their resources right. because we are a startup. We are a startup company, and we're just getting off the ground, and we're self-funded. And so I have to, I can't tell you enough my gratitude for how they've come in to support and bring their own resources in. Right. That's part of why I wanted you to specifically speak, um, you know, speak about uh, the incredible work that uh, your team is doing, but also uh, to just take a moment and reflect and give them a shout out. So if anyone of uh, Melissa's team members are watching, you know, I also appreciate you and I've seen the growth and, uh, you know, uh, I applaud you all. Melissa, we want to help. You know, one of the things that I love to do here in the African Father in America podcast is for uh, you know, my audience members to help, you know, uh, to help, especially with people who are doing great things like what you're doing. So uh, I want you to, you know, just think about how we can help. What action can we take 
by the end of the show today. So think about that. But for now, I want us to hear a few voices. You know, I want to bring on a few of our speakers who have joined us on the stage to comment on uh, our conversation and also to comment on today's proverb from Sudan. So take a pen and notepad if you have one or just listen and grab some of the nuggets that we are going to hear from uh, the guests who are on stage. So um, if you're just joining us, my name is Simon Okelo and uh, I love hosting the daily African proverbs. And uh, today's proverb is... If nakedness promises you a piece of cloth, ask him his name. This is from Sudan. So I want to hear what Lavender has to say about this proverb briefly. Uh, and also, Lavender, let us know where in the world you're joining us from. And feel free to comment on the conversation we are having here with Melissa. Thank you so much. Hi, Simon. Um Thank you, everyone. Melissa, it's amazing um, for you to be our main uh, speaker today. Uh, this is Lavender. I'm speaking from Seattle, Washington. And my thoughts about uh, today's proverb, if nakedness promises you a piece of cloth, ask him his name. Um, what comes to mind is uh, we should be watchful of uh, what people tell us and promise us and offer us um, because I tend to believe you can never offer what you don't have. Please, Lavender, and I'll complete. Thank you so much, Lavender. I appreciate you. And uh, if you're just joining us on Clubhouse for the first time and you don't know Lavender uh, and Stella who are on the stage, they're part of my team at One Vibe, and I would love you to follow them and stay connected with them, especially if you want to be a guest on the show. Uh, they're the people who will give you, uh, you know, the details and will ensure that you're also featured like we are featuring Melissa today. Uh, but I want to go to my brother, Rushi, who is really, really an incredible uh, supporter of the work that we are doing here. Brother Rushi, where are you today? Uh, and what are your thoughts on this conversation or the proverb <clears throat> for today? No worries. Thanks, Simon. I am calling from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I think a lot of people don't know that the best jollof rice is actually comes ah! from here. But uh, that's that's I'm a different debate. So but you know, the proverb is a uh, it's a great one. It's a great one. <laughs> uh, it, I think I think it says I think it really this says to us that you know, uh, just be be mindful of uh, what we what we receive. And I think I'll leave it at that. I'm I'm really enjoying the uh, the guest today, so I just want to not say too much and be able to listen. So thank you so much. You're most welcome. The guest is from North Carolina and you're in South Carolina. So you guys are neighbors, yes. right? Oh, yes, yes, we are. And I know the we, rice. We, yes, there is a form the of red rice, right? rice in our country. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I sure do. Well, uh, you guys have to cook it for us or you have to make sure we test it so that we can prove, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but no I word, think no I, I I I think the best uh, the best jollof rice is actually from Kenya. You know, none of those ones. Pilau, pilau is the best. You know, you guys have no idea what you're talking about. But really, pilau is the best. You know, uh, you can ask Stella or Lavender; they might tell you why. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Kiden, I'm just so happy that you're here. How are you doing? And uh, uh, what are your thoughts on this conversation with Melissa or today's proverb from Sudan? Hi, Simon. Thank you so much for having me. I, I woke up this morning and I, I saw the message about the, um, the, the proverb. I said, oh, this one's interesting. And I kind of like scratched my head thinking, hmm, usually I read them and I can get them right away. 
but this one had me thinking for a little bit longer than usual. Um, so thank you for, for hosting this space. Uh, Melissa, it's nice to hear uh, from you and learn about your work. I think um, uh, being a, a Black leader in education is really amazing and it's also inspiring. So thank you for sharing um, your work with us. So I am joining you guys from Daytona Beach here in Florida. Uh, so what this proverb really means to me is essentially what everyone else said, like always be cautious of like, you know, who's approaching you with something, um, you know, ask questions before putting your hope into a person or a project. Um, the two words that really stood out to me were promises and then asks, because I read it over and over again. I said, hmm. So as far as promises, I think, you know, we're always hearing promises from politicians, you know, they promise you rights or better living, doctors promise you health, you know, pharmacists promise you a cure to your problems, bankers promise you um, that your money will be safe. And, you know, we're living again in a world where everything's happening so fast and people want you, oh, sign right here or do this or sign up for my course and you'll learn this. And it's just always good to proceed with caution and, um, you know, don't rush into anything you don't, you're not 100% sure about. So thank you for uh, this proverb, Simon. I appreciate speaking. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kaden. I just love how you, you, you know, you broke it down and picked promises and asked us the keywords from this proverb. And I can't agree more uh, with your perspectives on it. Thank you. And uh, I want to just quickly go to Brother Earth. Brother Earth, how are you? Where are you joining us from? And uh, what are your perspectives on the proverb or any comment on the conversation with our special guest today? Peace and love, family. It's Brother Earth. I'm coming from North Carolina territory. And um, honors to all the family for the wisdom of the ancestors. Um, and I'm going to say this, what stood out in the conversation for me is... So, like, right now, a lot of people are looking away from, you know, sticking to the traditional Western medicine and going with the more, a more holistic approach, right, more natural approach to it. And I, I find it to be very uh, inspiring and amazing for her to almost have the same thing, but from the educational standpoint, you know, not necessarily to depend on the Western education or the Western training, but more so a free, a free form or more of a holistic educational system. I see that could be uh, very beneficial for, you know what I mean, uh, a lot of people. And I just want to uh, give honors to her for all the work that she's doing. And as far as the proverb, uh, the family pretty much said everything, you know, uh, that I was thinking about it is, you know, uh, be weird. Sometimes you have to look beyond the face value of things and um, see, you know, what's the intention or, or everything that's behind the thing and not just accepting what's on the surface because, you know, you could be uh, tricked or misled, but it's good to go uh, deeper so you have a understanding of who you're working with, what you're up against or what you're dealing with. I'm going to park my plane right there, Brother Earth. Peace and love. Peace and love to you, Brother Earth. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. And uh, Melissa is taking note of some of the shares that you're all giving us. And I want to go on to our last uh, contributor to the stage before we come back to our special guest. Uh, I want to go to Stella. But before I do that, I just want to give a shout out to Austin, who is joining us, I believe, from Kenya. And uh, I also see we've been joined here by Iwila and uh, uh, we've been joined by AHD, uh, Duna. And uh, of course, we have Cabs and Jay just joined us and Roger. And then we have our contributors like Lavender and Rushi and Kiden and Brother Art and of course Stella. Hey, uh, you know, whether you're listening or watching, I just want you to know that your presence here means so much to me. And, uh, you know, I can't do this work without you. Uh, my team uh, always meet. We meet uh, consistently outside of this. 
Mondays and Fridays. And uh, one of the things we speak about is our audience, you know, and how unique, uh, uh, you know, of a community we are building. So wherever you are, I want you to know that this growth of uh, this platform uh, is because of this time that you are creating. This is the currency that you are adding. This is the payment that you're giving us. And uh, I just want you to know that you are special. Stella, how are you doing? And uh, what are your thoughts on the proverb and the conversation with our guest so far? Thank you, Simon. Hello, everyone. This is Stella from Kenya. And today's proverb, uh, I think it's kind of a warning against corn, being corned, or losing things in a corn way. <laughs> Recently, there's a story that has been making headlines over here in Kenya about uh, a member of parliament who was uh, told by a, a witch doctor, I think, that they would multiply his money. So he went and sold his land for 76 million Kenya shillings. And then he lost it just like that. The, the witch doctor told him that he would like triple it and he believed it. But had he listened to this proverb, then I think it would have warned him. So I think that's the biggest lesson now learning from this proverb. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. I love I love real life examples like that, Stella. And uh, you know, uh, I also feel that we should always question everything. What this proverb is telling us is just question everything, be stubborn. Uh, and even if uh, people are feeling uncomfortable with the amount of questions you're asking, just ask, you know. Uh, there's a Kiswahili saying that goes like this, Kuuliza ujinga, you know, asking is not being stupid. But in our world these days, you know, when you ask questions, people think you're stupid. When you are at work and you're a newbie and you're asking a lot of questions, those who have been there for long, uh, they, they feel that you're stupid. Uh, but, you know, you should know that you are probably the smartest person there because everybody else is not asking questions. So uh, I just appreciate you, Stella. But now uh, I want to come back to you, Melissa. First, if there's anything you had... Hold on for a second. There's uh, a special guest that we are seeing here on YouTube. Her name is Laurel, Laurel Hill. And uh, Laurel is joining us from uh, New Orleans, you know. We've never had someone from New Orleans joining us for the show. And I just wanted to recognize you and thank you so much. And also Kay Benjamin. Uh, Kay, I saw your comment yesterday. And, uh, you know, you've been supporting this consistently for at least one year. And I just want you to know that I see you. Kay is saying that who is it that says I am nakedness? Is it God? Is it alignment with my purpose? You know, she's responding to this proverb by just asking questions. Now, Melissa, I'll pass you the microphone so that you can just summarize uh, everything that our speakers and contributors uh, shared. But also... I want you to take a minute and share with us how we can support you, whether it's buying a copy of your book, whether it's going to a certain website. Uh, the floor is now yours. Awesome. Thank you for asking. Um, first and foremost, I just want to thank everybody who participated and who shared. One of my favorite things about being a part of this incredible podcast and community on Clubhouse is to hear the wisdom of others and to hear different perspectives. And um, just every share just really got me thinking. And I love, that's what I really love about this. This is such a beautiful compliment. Your community is such a beautiful compliment, compliment to my work. We're here about thinking. We want people to think and tap into their intellect. And what better way than to start your morning off with a proverb, with an African proverb to be specific. Get you, get you, get you going. <laughs> You know, and so I, I just love it and um, was really touched by what Stella was saying, like, wow, this made me think, this made me pause, you know, and I loved how brother um, pulled out and, and, and looked into holistic medicine and, and how all of this is just, there's so much happening around people tapping into innate intelligence and in who we are. 
to specifically address your question, if you put a www in a .com in front of the name of my company, it'll, it'll take you to a magical place called You Think Indigo. And, um, and so that is our website. And you can then identify who you are. We call them avatars. So are you a bloomer? which means that you're in our thinker's garden. You know, are you a knowledge seeker, which means you actually got a copy of the Indigo Approach. And that can really kick off your journey. And by securing a copy of the Indigo Approach, which is very nominally priced, um, and it's priced low strategically, uh, we want people to gift it. And we are so happy that so many people gift it. A lot of times people buy multiple copies because it touches them. It, it 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 enlightens them, it empowers them, it liberates them. And that's why we've made it the price it is, particularly because we understand there's a GDP difference in different parts of Africa specifically. And we didn't want to have a book that was out of reach because it's imperative to me that as many people get their hands on this book in Africa, in Kenya, in Nigeria, in Ghana, um, and um, the Congo, in South Africa, all over. We want you to get this in Zimbabwe and Uganda. So please definitely um, patron us in that way. The other thing is that we're crowdfunding. We're going to be kicking off a crowdfunding initiative this Friday. And we are looking for what are called pearls. And these pearls are the ones who help us. We call it follow the pearls. These are the people who are helping us reach this 1.4 billion. So these are the people who are seeding into the company, giving us some resources to help us to get out the message, the philosophy of the Indigo Approach. And these will be very, very precious people. That's why we call them pearls. And so you could be a natural pearl, you can be a blue pearl or a black pearl, depending on your contribution. And we will generously give to you as well. We love to give. We're a very giving community. And so when you sow into us, we immediately sow into you and your family because that's just how we are. And, um, and that's why there's a thinker's garden that we invite people to come into because that you think indigo, we don't like to ask. For anything before we give. That must come from our ancestry. That must come from Africa, I think. <laughs> yes, you know, uh, I love that. And and that's what this proverb is saying, literally, you know, uh, you can't, you can't, uh, if nakedness promises you a piece of cloth, ask, 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 ask him his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, be promising people things that you can't give you know this yeah. proverb is 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 saying what you're saying but also there's uh something special about pal you know and uh, how you're calling uh the the initial investors and contributors pal in kiswahili pal means lulu you know uh and i have a dog called lulu you know we just got wow. lulu recently and pal is also the kind of um gem that people share in their 12th year anniversary, marriage anniversary, or the 12th year anniversary of something, you know. So I just wanted to mention that Lulu is PAL. So if you want to use a Swahili word for, for that category, this is a tip for you. Uh, but Melissa, thank you. You know, I've wanted to interview you for a long time, and, uh, and now I understand why. You know, now I understand why uh, your presence is deeply... Uh, appreciated the work that you do is deeply deeply appreciated and for our viewers and uh, our listeners i hope you're going to go to youthinkindigo.com and support the amazing work that melissa and her team are doing from uh, you know from north carolina to lagos nigeria <laughs> and uh, i will see you tomorrow for uh, our session tomorrow we will have chioma sherry who is an amazing poet uh chioma is always our guest most of wednesdays and uh, melissa is there anything i didn't ask you that you want to share no there's just there's just nothing but love that i want to give to you in this incredible community um lavender thank you so much for um you know being in communication and and showing so much love you know to our community 
um, I just really lift this up and I just want you to know you're doing such an amazing service in the intellectual scope, um, you know, for the globe, not just Africa, but just to put out African proverbs to keep that tradition going. And we here at You Think Indigo, a global think tank, will build on that. You know, we look forward to partnering with you and building and, and helping people to, to go back to, we're all about remembering, not reinventing. You know, there's so many things we just need to remember about our heritage, about where we come from. And by tapping into that, we find ourselves again. We find who we are. We've, we're empowered. We're enlightened. And I would add this one thing um, that I want people to kind of keep in their minds. Where do quote unquote great nations like the United States come from? Rome, they say. I would submit Ghana, Mali, and Shanghai and a great kingdom of Kenya. They come from ideas. They come from our thoughts. They come from how we think. That's where these beautiful cultures and brilliant souls come from. They come from our thoughts. And so taking the time to nurture how we think and elevate it and cultivate it will lead us to creating things, innovations, technologies, all kinds of wonderful things. And above all, it'll help us treat one another better. We'll be kinder. We'll love our children more. We'll take care of our African fathers who take care of our African mothers. It'll be beautiful. And thank you for the opportunity to share. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Melissa. Uh, you know, this is now the very tail end of our conversation today. I want to recognize Tutaleni Asino, my brother, who is uh, from Namibia and is doing incredible work, you know, as an educator and just uh, an inspiring leader. Uh, thank you for joining us today, Tutaleni. I'll reach out to you, uh, you know, and we will, we will build. I hope South Africa is treating you well. Uh, and again, to all our viewers and listeners, thank you so much, Melissa. Have a beautiful rest of your day and all the best with the, with the fundraiser, with the crowdfunding fundraiser that is coming up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye. African father in America. You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokello, live from Seattle, Washington, USA.